do us a quick favor guys hit the follow subscribe button share this with someone who would benefit from it and help us grow as the more we grow the better the episodes we'll get thanks guys for helping us and let's get into the episode welcome back to this episode of sculptor podcast today we are talking about my 2023 how it went what i did unexpected things expected things uh and literally what i'm going to do to stimulate my memory is literally just going through some old photos that i've got so my 2023 was far from what i expected it was definitely not um consistent and it started off brilliantly so if i go to my december photos so at this time my mum and sister were in germany with me and we had been in berlin i believe um okay no we had christmas in germany with me then we had gone to oh no we went to denmark we went to denmark had new years in denmark and then now at that time well december january still in denmark and i took one week off i hadn't taken one week off in a very long time i do regret that if i'm honestly speaking um it would have been very difficult to train in denmark um but i do regret taking that one week off although i hadn't had now i i, I haven't i've only taken two breaks um willingly in football before and they were both one week no one was three days and then the other one was one week so i don't like doing it and i, I probably won't do it again for a long time but let's go to where i was and i've got a lot of photos here so it will take me a while um but yes i was denmark denmark was great went to legoland with some family over there and then my family my sister and my mom we all go to berlin and at this time i think it must have been the first no no, no. we got to berlin like maybe the third of january and at this time i am waiting to hear from a team who i am supposed to be with and this team was Bayreuth, so the team that i ended up signing with so on january the 5th i made yeah okay i got the photos here so on january the 5th i made my way over to Bayreuth from berlin now i had a really good time in berlin with my family although i was only there for one day they stayed i had to go which was expected i knew that this was going to happen and it wasn't ideal like i went on holiday technically with my family knowing that there will be a time or hoping at least there would be a time of which I would have to leave them and they continue to have a nice holiday whilst I go and have a trial somewhere. Now, thankfully, Bayreuth was like really close to where I was staying previously. It was an hour away, so it was actually very convenient. I was expecting to go to other countries even um, at this time. And actually, in December, I was on trial with 1860 Munich, which is quite a big team in Germany. Um, not right now, but historically, a very big team. Very good youth setup. Typically, players from Bayern Munich and 1860 kind of like go back and forth on my sometimes. So, started off uh, January pretty well. 
as I said, left my family uh, whilst they were having a nice time in Berlin. I think during that time as well, my sister went to London. And then my mom also came to visit me in Bayreuth um, in the end. And yeah, essentially, lovely time in Berlin for the day or for that I was there for. Uh, one massive thing though, which was very inconvenient and still is inconvenient to this day. When I was going from Berlin to Bayreuth, I took a bus and I think one bag got stolen. Now, that had all of my technology in it. So, not computer and iPad. Thankfully, that wasn't taken. But my BlazePods, so my number one training tool. Like, I literally am so annoyed that I don't have them anymore. And that used to be a company that I was sponsored by. So, BlazePods gone. That was horrible. I still miss them. Um, yeah, I'm crying now. Um, also, Therabody. I got some Therabody TENS units as well that I use for muscle stimulation. Like it was like electric signals and it was just for recovery. Um, a company that resells, I guess they're a distributor. Um, I got them for free and that was good, but I lost them. And then I think a bunch of clothes and things like that as well that I lost. So, oh yeah, no, I lost a heap of clothes actually, a heap of clothes. Um, so yeah, very annoying, very annoying way to start off the year. And as I said, still affects me now with the blaze pods and the and the recovering uh, machine. But anyways, I was in Bayreuth in a pretty expensive hotel at the time, which was annoying. Um, and at this time, I'd probably had a few issues with my job and getting paid on time, which then made it very difficult and quite a struggle to actually stay in Bayreuth because it was very expensive. I think it was maybe 100 euros every night. And they kept on saying, yeah, stay tomorrow, stay tomorrow, stay tomorrow. And by the end of, I think, two weeks, I was on trial, probably. I'm like, okay, guys, there has to be something here. Or, you know, there isn't. And then I left because for me, if I'm trialing for too long, I've learned this. I mean, realistically, unless it's a very, very good team, I shouldn't be trialing with them for more than two to three sessions without there being an offer or talks of an offer. So um, I was like, okay, because this was a good team, I kind of had a bit more leeway and I was able to risk that, especially because I really wanted to be there. So I went and said bye to my family who then we all went to Frankfurt. They flew out. Then I went back to where I was staying with another family, which is an hour away from Bayreuth. And that's where I'd been staying previously. And then... Um, that's when I was in communication with Bayreuth and finally we came to a agreement, you could say, where I then was going to play for them and their other 19s and the first team. So I ended up going back to Bayreuth and I had an apartment pretty quick. So by February, I moved into my apartment and yeah, that was pretty good. But going back, actually, if we go back to my time on trial in Bayreuth, so I, I think that I got back to Bayreuth, January, mm, January 20, maybe. It looks like, oh, wait, that's crazy, actually. I completely forgot about that. Another team that I had previously been with in Jan, no, in uh, July. So the first team that I actually came over to Germany for. As to FC Saarbrücken, they are the team that I've been with the most. 
they wanted to see me again during the January um, window. And I was like, for time, thinking, I don't know how I'm going to fit that in, especially because I had um, Bayreuth looking at me. And I wasn't getting much response back from Bayreuth. They were pretty slow, and they were always really slow. So I then went to Saarbrücken again. And I was so annoyed. I did not want to be there. This was a, tri a trial where I was just so pissed off. Um, and I have many of those trials, if I'm being honest. I just hate trialing at this point. Um, and that was that was probably one of those trials where I was just pissed off to be there. I'd been there before. They kind of stuffed me over um, the first time. They just didn't even reply. So I don't even know like how I even got to them again. I can't really remember, honestly. But went back to Saarbrücken for one training session. They said by that one training session, they'd have a decision. Then after that training session, they say, we want to see you tomorrow. I say, no, I'm going back because you've seen me many times. I need a decision from you. They didn't even give us anything. So I just left and that was it. Now, was that the smartest thing to do? I honestly think yes, because they just were stuffing around with my time, honestly. And that happens a lot in football. I've got friends who've been at teams just trialing for two years. I'm not even kidding. I think longer than two years. So actually, there was one kid who I'm good friends with, and he's in Spain right now playing football. Goalkeeper as well. When I was at Sydney FC, he joined, I think, the same week. I ended up getting the contract, but he stayed for a year after by the time I left. So he was there for longer than I was on trial. And that's just because they need training goalkeepers sometimes. But they say it is a trial and they lead goalkeepers on for training numbers. So that's what I always want to avoid. And that's what I did. So I went to Subbrook and came back pretty quickly, I think. Um, yeah, okay. I, literally, I think it was on the 16th of January. I, yeah, 16th of January, said bye to my family. Also, that was so difficult. Very, very difficult thing to do. It's never easy to say goodbye to them, but this one like, was really tough because we had such a nice time and holidays. Hadn't seen them in a long time. And also, like, when you realize that you've missed them so much, then you, like, it's just crazy doing everything by itself. Also, I had no team. I had, this was the least amount of certainty I ever had. So saying goodbye to them was really tough. Um, Not easy. Not easy at all. Not easy. I made my way over to Saarbrücken on the 17th. I had the trial. And on the 18th, I had left and I was back to the city where I'd been living with the family. Now, I then left. Oh, wow. I left pretty late. Okay. So I stayed there for 10 days um, in the city with the family, in a small town with the family. And on the 28th of January, it looks like that's when I got to... Uh, Bayreuth again and that's when I would have got the heads up uh, approval I guess you could say and on the oh okay no it would have been before the 28th sorry um, yeah okay 26th I think I've got here potentially um, 25th 25th of January is when I left and on the 26th of January 28th of January sorry this was the first um, match day they had and it was just a friendly game before they started the second half of their season against Regensburg. And I think they drew nil-nil, which was pretty good for them. So, yeah. In Bayreuth, and I think on the 2nd of... No, actually, I think I even moved in quicker than that. Yeah, I moved in on the 31st of January to my apartment. Now, I loved my apartment. My apartment was great. Um, 
so small, so like basic, just a one bedroom apartment, 24 meters square. It was nothing. But anyways, in the apartment, training with Bayreuth, always in early in the mornings doing gym work an hour and a half before everyone else gets in and then um, get into training, stay back, do some extras. That was every single day for me. So looking across the next five months or so, uh, same thing every single day. Every single day I'm just doing training in the morning, relax in the evening, and I'm, I'm doing work in the evening, of course, but uh, relax in terms of physically. So very, very busy time for me. And the uh, analogy would be every single day for me was Groundhog Day. Like literally wake up at the same time, do the same thing at every single time. And that for me was, I, I love that. I, that's how I honestly like like to live. So good time. I enjoyed that a lot. It was really cool with my first professional team. Um, you know, feeling like a professional footballer finally and doing everything they do. Of course, um, the difficult thing for me is, you know, playing for the first team. Um, I'm obviously, I was 18 at the time and it's pretty tough to, to get a starting position um, as an 18 year old. So maybe March or so. No, maybe a little bit after. We had a goalkeeper change. So our number one then became our number two. And our number three then became our number one. Then number two, he actually never really got a shot, which was a little bit... Uh, there were a few questions to why, but I think a lot of people thought that this number three was the best one there. And I felt bad for the number one. He was good, but he um, mm. had a, a poor string of games and it all started from literally him slipping. So he's taking a goal kick, he slipped and they scored off it. And yeah, it was kind of a crazy one. So ended up being um, a bit of a rechange. And then we kept on losing, kept on losing and a win here and there. But we ended up um, bottom of the table at the end of the season. And just before that as well, there was another goalkeeper switch in the last few games where the number three then became number one, number two then became, sorry, number one, then become name number two, and then number three was gone. I was the number three. And then that's when I was on the bench against Borussia Dortmund too. So uh, cool experience. We also had a lot of crazy memories. Like, um, for example, we, we won against Dynamo Dresden away, which was ridiculous. I could probably pop up a photo here of what that looked like. I think it was maybe 28,000 people. Um, also, if I don't remember to put the photo up, it's going to look awkward. Hopefully, I'll put photos up throughout this episode, but I may not have. Um, so, yeah. Dynamo Dresden, we won. What a game. Also, I think that... Quite a sad story, actually. Um, one of the players who I think scored in that game... Oh, maybe he scored against Esbega Ali, um, which were also a team that we won against um, very last minute. Um was he he scored and, and why this is sad is actually he he actually recently just passed away which was a massive shock for for all of us so he had a cardiac arrest out of nowhere um and yeah unfortunately passed away just a few weeks ago so obviously condolences to his family um really nice guy he helped me quite a bit and um I actually still 
wear some of the clothing that he um his company is so the the company is era studios which is a very famous company in germany and he is the co-founder of that company so he's someone actually who i even take a bit of um knowledge from on that side so yeah crazy crazy story um a very sad story but that's life that's life and it's happening more and more in football which is you know even crazier so yeah um very sad very sad for sure but next thing um yeah actually i'm quickly just trying to see the video so against dresden and bayreuth final score i think we did really well honestly um yeah okay 58th minute we'll two nil up and i think i bought this game live i think yeah we ended up winning 2-1 maybe yeah crazy so last few games of the season i think we had a string of losses towards the end and we had we were doing well we kept on going up and down up and down we're fighting relegation so we're at 1.15 and then last few games they just went all the way down um and trading at the end it was just a joke like we were just having fun it was just fun training sessions we would play like 11 v 11 but i was striker thing like yeah um it was a little bit sad for the club but in germany this happens a lot where you know you go up and down the leagues therefore it's not accepted but it's sorry my audio just cut out i realized but it's not accepted but it's that's just what happens in german football so um essentially Fun training sessions, but obviously we were still able to do a bit of goalkeeping work, which was good. Uh, always staying back, doing my extras, getting in early, nothing ever changed. And our coach got sacked. So a really good coach um, for me, like in terms of just being nice to me and helping me with everything. Uh, in April, I had a massive moment, you could say, where a big club from Germany they messaged my coach and they actually asked about me. Now, I'm not going to ever disclose who this club was uh, or what happened there, but it made me very, very keen to get better and better and better and better and better because I heard that this club was... It was an incentive for me to just continue doing what I'm doing, right? Uh, when I talk about incentives, about motivation, I, you could call it, it was motivating, but also there are things of which are the complete opposite, which would still incentivize me to work. So I took it on the chin, knowing that it doesn't mean anything yet. It truly doesn't mean anything yet. And I was so shook that I actually had to write a whole heap of notes. And I had to remind myself, I haven't done anything yet. This is just really cool to hear, but I haven't done anything yet. And it may not be anything, but from such a big team, I... I was out of it. Like I was speaking to my coach and I don't know if you've ever had these experiences, but I, I refer to them a lot where I have these out of body experiences where I can't really remember how I see myself out of my own eyes in that moment. But I remember it from like a third person view. So I remember me standing in the gym when my coach comes in and he speaks to me and he tells me this. I don't remember it out of my eyes, but I remember it out of third person. And that's my only recollection, uh, my only recollection. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, my only memory of that moment is from the third person. So I was so taken back because I knew, okay, I've got them on LinkedIn. I've been trying to network with them for so many years on LinkedIn. 
and I had so many sources who then helped me affirm that this was actually interest from this club. And I had two other people who are friends with both of these, uh, all these coaches at this club. And they said, yes, they are interested. And I couldn't believe it. Um, so yeah, that was a really, really amazing thing. Obviously it led to nothing, but again, this is football and this happens. So now 20th of May, this was when I was, um, on the bench against Dortmund. An amazing, amazing moment for myself. Obviously it's not that crazy. Um, it would be amazing if I played, that would have been the most amazing, but to be in that experience was amazing, you know? It was very cool to be uh, in a match day squad. I actually trained before the game because I wasn't too sure if I'd actually be, you know, on the like bench in the warm-up and all that. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to at least train in case I'm not. So, and I would have been told if I was in the starting 11, obviously. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll just train. And yeah, basically, in Sigvilla Duna, they were getting prepared for... Actually, hopefully I can pop up here. So, I'm in Signal Aduna. Hopefully there's a video. I'll let the video go, maybe. What a stadium. It's beautiful. Um, hopefully the video's played. And they were getting ready for their Bundesliga championship. For their Bundesliga win. Now, if you don't know what happened in this time during the Bundesliga... Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund were head-to-head -head at the top of the table. And whoever won their game won the, uh, won the Bundesliga. I think Dortmund were looking more likely to win at the time. And they ended up losing the game against Cologne. Or maybe tying the game against Cologne. And Bayern won. Um, and Bayern won the Bundesliga. And Signal Laduna was getting ready. They were like, we were speaking to the security people and whatnot, and they were saying, "Yeah, we're putting all the like um, confetti into the stadium right now, and they're getting ready for the like all the parades in Dortmund." And yeah, it was crazy. But um, it was an away game for Dortmund. I oh wait, no, maybe they played home. Yeah, twenty seventh of May, I can see Nicolas Sule, literally where we were in Signal Laduna. So we we got to share the same change room um as all the away teams when they play against Dortmund. So. Pretty cool because we didn't we didn't play in Signal Duna. We played in the stadium next to them because that's where their second team plays. But yeah, awesome experience. And then thirtieth of May, that is me flying back to Australia. So yeah, wow, thirtieth of May. So quite a bit of travel. I then where did I go? I must have gone back to my cousins. So twenty seventh of May, twenty. Whoa, hold up, that's really quick actually. So. Yeah, crazy. Okay. So I was... Oh, hold up. Sorry. I think I'm making a mistake here. So 20... Wait up. <laughs> 20th of May. I was in Dortmund. And... On the 26th, I'm still in Bayreuth. 29th in Frankfurt. Getting ready to fly out. And... I'm pretty sure I did stay with my cousins then. And then 30th of May, I arrived back in Australia. And at this time, I know 31st of May. That's crazy. All right, it took me ages. Um, yeah, 31st of May, I get back home. 
And at this time, I was thinking, okay, I'm probably going to be here for a week or two because I was still hoping on that club in April that this would be the time where I'd go on trial. And nothing happened. So I was relying on them or another team um, coming up. Nothing happened. So I was like, okay, maximum stay in Australia is going to be a month because the season starts really quickly. And I actually shouldn't have even done that uh, in hindsight. I probably didn't know... Um, when they were going to look for new teams and when they're doing their recruitment. So they literally, as soon as the season finishes in Germany, they start their recruitment instantly. So that was a mistake for me even, was going home back to Australia for so long. Because when I went back to Germany and I started trialing again for teams, most teams already had their goalkeepers. So I had numerous teams that I could sign with. Nothing crazy though, all semi-professional. And one was I was literally about to sign it and I could have signed it from the first training session that I had with them. But there was a problem between myself and my agent and essentially I don't think that I expressed my willingness to sign with them and my ability to compromise and he maybe took it for my word too much and I wasn't aware that they put a time limit on when I could sign the contract because of um, insurance and health insurance so I ended up not signing it they ended up not signing another goalkeeper because of that because I, I stuffed them up and they stuffed well, my agent stuffed me up so that was very unfortunate far from ideal it was literally an hour away by train from Bayreuth 20 minutes away from where my cousins lived and in Nuremberg, pretty much. So it was perfect location. would have been very easy. Not the best league, but for me, I would have taken it. I would have, I would still be there right now in Germany if it wasn't for that happening with my agent. And that's also taking in consideration the surgery as well because if I had a team then there would have been no reason to come back to Australia. I would have just had the surgery there, recovered, started training, started playing games again. So a very, a very, very unfortunate sequences of events. I then had other opportunities in Cologne and whatnot. Um, and Cologne, I also got stuffed over by them. But essentially, it was kind of too late. Their season had literally almost started and... They couldn't have six goalkeepers across the under-19s first team. So I didn't end up signing there. That would have also been really good. Um, I was also relying on another opportunity in Italy uh, for a company that I worked for, and that never came to fruition. So I was thinking, worst-case scenario, I'll go to Italy, play for that academy. Never happened. Um, so yeah, very unfortunate sequences of events. And then after Cologne, this would have been... August or so, I believe. Um, I probably skipped a few months, actually. Let me just look at it again. So, Australia. Had a great time in Australia with my family, of course. But, as I said, a little bit too elongated. I, I really shouldn't have gone... I should have gone back home a lot earlier. So, I can see a photo of me. Okay, on the plane at 25th in Munich. So, I left on the 24th. So, just under a month, I guess. Um, I was back home in Australia. Right, 4th of July... I went to Italy for that academy. I went to Italy for that academy to get footage 
um, for that company because that was the company I was working for. They were hoping to have like, an academy there playing in um, a league and that went through. So I went to Italy for like a week, a few days, actually I think five days. And that's when I was, so I, went, I was in Bayreuth. I went to Cologne and then from Cologne, I went to Italy and then Cologne back to Italy. Then, yeah, Bayreuth, Cologne, Italy, Cologne. So I went back and forth and yeah, it was the only reason why I could leave the trial and go to Italy was because the guy who organized the trial at Cologne also was doing the thing in Italy. So yeah, kind of crazy one, but essentially, um, Cologne in August, still in Cologne in August. Wow. And then Lecce in Italy on the 6th. And then looking back, I was in Cologne 19th of August, 23rd of August. I was back in Bayreuth, it looks like. And then from the 25th of August onwards, I believe, was when I was going to um, hospital and doing all that stuff for the surgery. So if you haven't checked out my video on what happened to me whilst I was over in Germany. Oh, this one's a tough one. Is it there? I'm pretty sure it's there. If it's not, it's there. So check out that video if you're interested to hear what happened to me over in Germany, why I got surgery, what happened, why it was a scare with cancer. A very scary one to, to you know, go under. Um, so you can check out that surgery. You can also... um. Am I going to show that photo? That sounds crazy. Um, it's not a photo of what you think, if you know what it was. It's a photo of me in a hospital, but I'm taking a real cringe selfie. Um, so if I am showing it, then... But if not, I'm here. So, get the surgery September 1st, I think it was. Now, two months recovery. I then moved to... No, actually... On the 19th, maybe? It looks like it's on the 19th of September. I land in London because my visa was running out. So every three months in Germany, I had to go and leave the country to renew my visa because I wasn't on a working visa there. And that was a massive problem for me. And I had applied for a job, uh, a working visa, once and that extended my three month trip so that I was annulled or whatever you call that. So I was able to stay in the country illegally and I had a little piece of paper to help me do so. But then after I got um, disregarded for getting a working visa every three months, I had to leave the country. And that was a bit annoying because um, obviously I was recovering from surgery at the time. So I was kind of hobbling around London and I. I think I walked 100 kilometers in the end because I literally just, I wanted to do as much exercise as possible. And I literally walked from one side of London to the other side of London, like every single day. And I'm talking about the city here, so chill. Um, and it was like 10 kilometers one way. And I did that five times. So yeah, I got around 100 kilometers um, in each day. And that was kind of crazy. Not the best weather of the time. But yeah, London was great. I love London. London's my favorite city in the world. Um, so it was, it was cool that I could always go there every three months. Now, back to Germany on the 24th of September, it looks like. Um, 
Yeah, okay. I get back to Germany on the 24th, and by the 20... No, by the 30th, I'm leaving Bayreuth. I've packed up all my things, and I've decided to move to Budapest. Little photo of me in Bayreuth. Um, leaving Bayreuth. There you go. Also another cringe selfie. Um, that was the most painful bus trip ever. I was sandwiched between one uh, larger individual and then one extremely stinky individual. So for a 13-hour bus trip, I got stinky over here and large boy over here. Um, I'm crammed. I'm, I've got the only seat. Oh, there's two seats that have it, and one of them was big boy over here where you've got two people next to you. So I was crammed and sandwiched between two for 13 hours going from Nuremberg to Budapest. 13-hour bus trip. So painful. Um, also, no break because it was nighttime. So the first time I ever did a nighttime bus trip was then because I wasn't needing to train. Now, I am in Budapest. Amazing city, Budapest. I loved it. 1st of October, I arrived in Budapest. Um, didn't get much sleep. It was a bit of a... Um, it was a first for me. It was pretty much an all-nighter at that point. So, walked around Budapest a lot. Um, because I still wasn't able to do any exercise other than walking. Now, I worked on sculpted a lot through this time. And then even when I just got the surgery as well. So, continuing to work on sculpted was a massive thing for me. And actually during, just before the surgery, I think it was, is when I started the whole Sculpted app thing. So that was um, a massive step for me. So during this time in Budapest, I'm staying at a very, very nice place. Actually, let's go back. When I first got to Budapest, I was staying in a youth hostel for like 10 days. And on the ninth day, that's when I got food poisoning, which was so annoying. Anyways, left the youth hostel, still not able to train. Um, I was just at the gym which was okay. Budapest was very, very cheap as well, which was really good. It was like $10 a night at the youth hostel. But then I ended up moving to a, uh, an apartment because I've been liking the youth hostel. Of course, you can't live there for a month. It's just horrible. Also, nowhere to wash your clothes, anything like that. So that was just dreadful. Moved to Budapest in a nice apartment, like in the middle of the city pretty much. And right behind Parliament House, which if you haven't seen Parliament House, there it is. It's beautiful. Look at that. It looks exactly like the one in London. So, um... Staying in that apartment, very nice, 100 meters square, which is five bedrooms, I think it was. And I had it um, pretty much all to myself for most of the time. And then one of the people from Airbnb came. So it was two of us, which was good. He was nice. Um, good guy, still would speak to him today. Um, he was actually a venture capitalist, which was convenient at the time. So he helped me with a few things with the Sculpted app. And yeah, just around Budapest, I started training a little bit whilst I was there. Um, I was with one team. It was my first session back doing football, actually, and I was with a team, which was a massive jump because I had gone from not training at all to first session on trial, um, essentially. Actually, I mean, you can't... No, it wasn't really trial. It was like a third division club, I think. Um, and maybe maybe second. No, sorry. Fourth, sorry. I think it was a fourth division club. And they were just going to help me out, essentially. So I was just training with them. Very, very unprofessional. Basically, just a bunch of guys having fun. And trained with them. But after the third session, I think I realized I am so off the ball. I am so off it. Everything was just wrong. And I mean everything. So 
first thing I did after one of these sessions, I think it was the third or second session, I called up a good friend of mine, good ally of mine. I talk about him a lot and called him up and I was like, what, what do you think? He really helped me contextualize a few things. Um, that training session as well, I was just thinking about everything in my head. Just my mind was going the whole time. And I literally, that session was so bad because I was just thinking, thinking, thinking. I'm like, I've, I've got to go to Australia now. I've got to go back home. This isn't going to work. Because they also told me that team, they said that I can't play in the second or third division without a Hungarian citizenship. And yes, I'm Hungarian. Well, yes, my mother is Hungarian. But I only just got my citizenship like four days ago. It just arrived. So I couldn't have even found a team in the second or third division because I wasn't eligible. Also, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to get back to full fitness or full um, conditioning in terms of being technically good enough to sign for a team in the one month I had before they went on Christmas break. So they're still on Christmas break. They probably start up next month because it's not professional. Second or third division, it's completely like semi-pro. You've got some teams who are probably professional, but most of them are semi-pro. And the team that I'd probably end up finding wasn't going to be one of those professional teams, right? So the chances of me finding one of those teams in the one month that I would have had, assuming that I actually got back to full fitness or whatnot, if I found a team, that would have been really hard. But the hardest thing of all, which was completely out of my control, was the citizenship. And so I didn't get the citizenship. That's when I realized I've got to go home. Now, looking at a few photos, 3rd of November, I was in the air. Um, during my time in, in Budapest, I was, you know, getting a few good episodes in for the podcast. Um, good guests, good time. 6th of November, I arrived back home. That Wait, hold up. 3rd of November, I'm flying. On the 6th of November, okay, 5th of November, sorry. On the 5th of November, I arrived back home in Australia. Um, Yeah, okay, crazy. So, bit of a crazy journey there. Um, 6th of December, nice time. Just being with the family, doing football. I've been, literally for the past two months that I've been back home for Australia now, it's just been trialing, 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 trialing. I haven't had the opportunity to actually get back to full fitness or back to full um, like skill level. I've just had to maintain the 80% that I came back at because the amount of sessions that I've done individually is very, very small compared to the amount of trials that I've done. So because it would be not, it wouldn't be smart for me to get back to full fitness whilst trialing. Therefore, I had to take a, I had to take a hit where I was like, okay, the team that I find, they're going to have to look at me at 80% because I'm not going to be able to give them 100% because I'm not there. And if I was to try and get up to 100%, then they're only going to see 70% or even less because I'm going to be tight going into each session. So I'm going to have to be doubling it up. So literally every single day I was trialing with a team. So that was tricky. Um, but I got some good offers there from a good bunch of clubs. Um... One was very, very far for me, and I would have loved to play for them. Great team, great facilities, but it was three hours one way. And yes, today I'm still without a team, although I hope to have more clarity around this in the next few days. Um, but yeah, essentially, just been trialing. Uh, now that I have had a bit more time to myself in these past two weeks, probably. No, last week, you could say. 
um, since it's been Christmas, I've been able to, yeah, because I think my last trial was the 22nd um, of December. So the last week or so, um, whilst I've been in Canberra and back home, I spent a week in Canberra, which was horrible. Um, weather was absolutely minging and all the football fields were um, water waterlogged. So I couldn't even do football training that much, which wasn't horrible. Um, I was doing a bit of ball mastery here and there, but then doing some running and swimming to get the fitness back up. So that's what it's been like pretty much the year. It's been a crazy year. As I said, so unexpected. I started off the year with one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Um, and well, one of the best things I've ever done, you could say. And then April, I hear some of the best news that one of these biggest one of the biggest teams in Germany is interested in having me for a trial. They're looking for a new goalkeeper and they've seen me. We know people who know people and then we've got the back and forth. Um confirmed by different sources that I come back halfway through the year, stay a bit too long, and then the next quarter you could say is the surgery. So each quarter there was something crazy happening. So so I'm with Byroid at the beginning of the year. I hear that then um I've got a team interested in me the next quarter. And the next quarter I'm back home in Australia and um also before, yeah, well against Dortmund, back home in Australia, then the next quarter surgery and that's that's the last quarter there. So yeah, a really, really crazy year. Um I probably haven't had enough time to think about it completely, which is, I guess, what this episode is. And when I think about the lessons I learned, well, there's so many lessons and half of them I can't even say on here. But what have I put into action? What have I put into principle? Well, I think I've learned a lot about, firstly, through this podcast, I've, I've learned a lot about articulating my thoughts. I've had to put my, everything of which I say to you, and I've said this many times, everything of which I say to you, I have to do it myself because I can't say you to do something if I haven't done it myself. That would just be illegitimate. So, uh, well, people do that, of course, but for me, I wouldn't be able to do that. So everything that I do, sorry, everything I say to you to do, and I won't often explicitly say that you need to do this, this or that, but if I ever say this is something that I think people should do or it's very helpful, I'm only saying that because I've done it. So that's a big thing. A big theme for this year is sticking to my word. And that's always been a big thing. Something that I even started off with when I first started to stick to my word was I'm going to do a training session for X amount of minutes. And even if it's one minute before and I feel like stopping, I'm just going to make a point of getting to, let's say, the 75 minute mark. I even did this this morning. Um, I'm like, I do not want to train for 75 minutes this morning. 74 minutes, I'm like, let's just wrap it up. I'm done. And I'm like, but what would someone adherent do? If I compromise on my one minute of training, what else will I compromise on? Did I really stick to my word? And I'm like, I've got to stick to my word. And that minute, it was, it was the worst bit of the session. But you know what? I'm glad that I stuck to it because I stuck to my word. It would be invalid for me to tell you not to do that with me not doing it myself. So big thing, aligning your actions with your words. Other big thing was sculpted. Sculpted was massive for me this year. I've put so much more articulation behind my philosophies. Learning, educating myself, been massive. 
a, a lot of sculpting this year, even just in terms of the, the action of sculpting. Um, what else? Independence, of course. Independence has been a massive one for me. I think that I've always been independent since I was 15. That's when I first moved over to Germany. Then 16, moving in, yeah, moving to Sydney. 17, still in Sydney. And then 17, I then moved to Germany again. 18 in Germany. 19, that's pretty much when I came back. So um, independence, a big thing. Surviving for myself, fighting for myself. Making sure that I actually have enough money because the other thing is I'm not a sponsored child either. I, I don't like getting money from my family. Of course, they send it to me when I need it or when they feel like sending it to me, but I don't like taking handouts. And having a job alongside football was not easy. Um, also, there's a whole heap of complications on that side as well, but I can't talk about it at the moment. But yeah, doing that all by myself with literally just my attitude and LinkedIn that's all I've done. That's that's where I've got just through my attitude and LinkedIn. I think it's, um, of course, I'm going to think it's impressive. I think that it's, it's not easy. And when I say impressive, I don't mean it's like, um, you know, people all over what I've done. I, I've really done nothing. I, I haven't done anything. I've, I've done it, but I haven't got uh, results from it yet. So as, as amazing as it was, or as challenging as that was, it's nothing. It truly is nothing. And when people say that that is, um, and of course, I would like to hear that. I would like to hear that because we are humans. We like to hear things of which are nice. But when I have to truly dissect it, it's not that crazy because I want to do even crazier things. So if I think that that's the pinnacle of my career, then going beyond that is going to be even harder. So when I think that this was just a very entry-level thing to do for me, this is the beginning, then I'm setting the bar high. And I'm not limiting myself. And I think that's strategically done as I talk about uh, the... the uh, what What's the word I used? Talking about delusion. I don't think I used positive delusion, but maybe aware delusion. The aware delusion that I have there is helping me get further. And that's essentially what I want to do. So continue to sculpt, continue to get to new heights, continue to get better every single year is what I want. Now, if you have seen on social media, I've got Sculpted 2024 Journal out for you. So if you... Go on to sculpted.site. You can get the journal now. All you need to do is put your email address in, submit the form, and the Sculpted 2024 journal will be with you. It is a tester for the Sculpted app, which is being developed, and we're working on that, and that's very exciting. But before that, because it will take maybe six months to a year to actually get the app on the App Store, before that, the Sculpted journal 2024 is here for you. So make sure you get your hands on that. Because that's very exciting. Um, but yeah, guys. I think that's pretty good for the episode. Um, honestly, if you didn't enjoy this, this is just going to be good for me to listen back to, like I've done before. Um, and also for anyone, you know, wondering how I did or what I did in this year. Um, it's good for you to hear from my perspective how things went. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will catch you on the next one.